Welcome to the Infertility Stress Podcast, where we talk about how to care for your mind and your nervous system during your infertility treatment process, so you can cultivate a greater resiliency in the midst of the painful emotions that come up along the way. I'm Michelle Kapler, fertility acupuncturist, board-certified reproductive specialist, and mindset coach, and you've got episode 47. Hello, my dear. Thanks for hanging out with me today. So first, just to say, you might notice that my voice is extra sexy today. I've had a cold for the better part of the week, and I've been meaning to record this episode for the past seven days. And my podcast manager tells me that today is the absolute last day that I can submit it to be out on time. And my husband tells me that I sound less like a, quote, drunken chain smoker than I have all week. Isn't he kind? So we're going to do it. So please excuse my... uh, deeper than normal and raspier than normal voice, but we're still going to get the message across. So today we're going to talk about how humans deal with painful emotions when they come up and how this might apply in the context of your infertility process. But first, I want to take a moment to tell you about something upcoming that might be of interest to you. On July 14th, 2022, I'm going to be offering a free online class called Unraveling Infertility Burnout. During this class, I'm going to be talking about what infertility burnout is and how we can begin to resolve it or even prevent it from happening in the first place. But just to give you a little idea of what it is so you can see if this sounds familiar. Infertility burnout is what I'm defining as a decline in emotional resilience in relation to your infertility process. How do you know this is happening? You might feel like your emotions explode on a hair trigger. Like you see a pregnant person on TV and all of a sudden you're crying uncontrollably and just want to quit everything and crawl into a hole forever. Or maybe your nurse at the clinic calls and is a little short with you on the phone and you are filled with so much rage that you feel like you want to put your fist through a wall. It might look like a general sense of fatigue that you just can't shake. Even when you get a good night's sleep, you wake up feeling tired or you go away on vacation for a week and you don't feel rejuvenated at all. Or maybe you take a month off of your cycles with your clinics, you can have a break, but you don't feel any more ready to move forward than you did before the month off. Or maybe you're just always anxious or overwhelmed, like you're always at the end of your rope. And if you get even one more call with bad news from your clinic, you will completely lose your mind. Maybe you're snapping at everybody more than you would like, your partner or your coworkers or your friends or the staff at the clinic. These are all signs of burnout. During this free class, I'm going to be going a little deeper into the reasons why people develop burnout during their infertility process, both the obvious stuff and some stuff that might have not even crossed your mind as a possible contributor to your emotional suffering. And of course, I'm going to be delivering all of this through an intersectional feminist lens. From there, I'm going to give you a few simple tools that you can begin to implement right away so you can start to feel better. So if you're thinking, yep, I need that, you can head over to michellecapler.com forward slash burnout to sign up for the free class today. This class will be on Thursday, June 14th, 2022 at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Yes, there will be a replay if you miss it, but I do highly recommend attending live so you can participate in the discussion and ask questions. There will also be a little bonus offer at the end that you won't have available to you unless you attend live. Again, you can go to michellecapler.com forward slash burnout to register today. And I'm also going to put that in the show notes for you so you can click it easily. Okay. So today we're going to talk about feelings. 
which is a very important topic for all humans to ponder, but I think it's especially important to look at during the infertility process because there are just so many opportunities for painful emotions to come up. And in addition to this, for many folks, the infertility process is a marathon, not a sprint. And what I mean by that is that it often takes much longer than people anticipate that it will. And in order to navigate this, in order to avoid burnout, we must consider how we process our feelings, especially the painful or negative ones. So today I want to talk about the four different ways that humans deal with their negative feelings. So first, let's define what a feeling is. A feeling is simply a sensation that you feel in your body. And what causes those feelings is how we are thinking about something that's happening. So what is a negative feeling? A negative feeling is an unpleasant sensation in our bodies. It doesn't feel good to experience negative feelings, obviously. And to put a name to these feelings, they are sensations like sadness, irritation, anger, there's depression, grief, disappointment, fear, overwhelm. And the thing about this human experience that we're all having right now is that negative feelings are just a part of it, 100% guaranteed, no exceptions. All humans feel negative emotions about 50% of the time, regardless of the circumstances. And there is a huge spectrum of different feelings that different humans will experience in response to their thoughts about their infertility process. So people could have this exact same thing happening on paper, but they might experience very different emotions in relation to this. And you've probably seen this firsthand. So if we know that negative feelings are inevitable, as in everyone going through infertility and everyone else with a brain for that matter experiences them, it's interesting to consider what we do when we feel them. And I want to illuminate the four ways in which humans approach this. I'm going to use an analogy to explain how this works. I'm going to describe a scenario that many people feel a pretty visceral aversion to when they think about it, which I will use to represent a negative feeling. And that is being at the dentist. So picture this, you're in the dentist chair and you're there because you need a root canal. Fun, right? I bet your body is already feeling some stuff already. So you're there, nothing has happened yet, but you're sitting in the chair and you're waiting to get started. The dentist is making small talk and lowering the back of the chair, and you see out of the corner of your eye that she is getting the needle ready to give you the numbing medication. From there, she asks you to open your mouth, and you know the needle is coming within a few seconds. And the needle itself is going to represent our negative feeling in this analogy. As a side note, for those of you rare people who actually enjoy going to the dentist, maybe you can think about something different that makes you uncomfortable. But I'm going to assume that most of you are on board at this point and feeling pretty uncomfortable. So when we are looking at the approaching needle as a tangible representation of our negative feelings, there are basically four ways that we can respond to it. The first one is that we react. When we react to the negative feeling, we are displaying and acting out how we think people act when they experience this emotion. It's usually a little or a lot dramatized and maybe over the top. So in our dentist chair analogy, this would look something like screaming really loudly when the dentist gives us the needle, or maybe writhing around or squirming in the chair or moaning audibly. Just like if we feel anger, there is an extension of this where we are acting like we are angry, or when we feel annoyed, we're acting annoyed. And whether we are talking about a feeling in our bodies or a needle, 
Generally speaking, when we react to it like this, it tends to actually intensify the sensation or the feeling. I'm willing to bet that if you scream really loudly and writhe around while the dentist is doing her thing, it probably won't make it hurt any less. In fact, it might prolong the experience. The next way we deal with our negative feelings is to avoid them. Avoiding a negative feeling is what we're doing when we get some bad news and eat three cupcakes, or when we get a negative pregnancy test and drink half a bottle of wine, or when we're feeling anxious about an upcoming test result, so we spend hours scrolling social media mindlessly or go on an online shopping spree to try to feel better, or when we're feeling overwhelmed and uncertain, so we spend hours on the fertility forums on Facebook or Reddit reading about other people's diagnoses and treatment results. This is all self-medication and avoiding feelings. So to demonstrate this in our dentist analogy, avoiding a negative feeling is like getting up and running out of the room when you see the needle out of the corner of your eye. And the truth is that temporarily it actually works. By getting up and running out of the room, you won't have to feel the needle in that moment. But the problem is that the root canal still needs to be done. And you will need to come back and sit in the chair and you will feel it eventually. And the same is true when we drink or eat or overwork or overexercise or scroll social or binge on Netflix to avoid feeling our negative feelings about our infertility process. Doing these things will temporarily make us feel better because we get a big hit of dopamine and other feel-good neurotransmitters in the moment, but it doesn't actually solve what we are feeling Eating half a dozen cupcakes doesn't actually make our anxiety go away. And I will tell you from my own personal experience and from seeing my clients and patients go through this is that soon after the feeling will come back in full force and is often worse than before, much like it would be with your dental pain in our example. The next way we deal with negative feelings is to resist them. In our dentist analogy, this would look like when the dentist comes close with a needle you reach up and grab the dentist's hand to block her from doing what she needs to do. Or as she comes close to you, you just punch her in the face. Now, I know the way I'm describing resistance of a feeling in this analogy is a little on the violent side, but this is actually how it plays out in our bodies as well. Resisting a feeling can be pretty easily recognized when we are feeling a lot of tension in our bodies and minds. I like to use the analogy of pushing a beach ball under the surface of the water. It is resistant and effortful, and it's usually accompanied by inner dialogue like, I don't have time for this. I shouldn't be feeling this way. What's wrong with me? Why is this happening to me? I should just get over this. I shouldn't be feeling this way. And the trouble with resisting a feeling is that it doesn't actually solve for the feeling or make it go away. In fact, it generally creates a lot of pressure and friction and stasis, which usually means that the feeling intensifies. It gets worse and worse until you actually deal with it or do something to avoid it altogether, like eating a box of Oreos or running out of the room in the dentist office. The problem Well, one of the problems with grabbing the dentist's arm or punching her in the face is that the root canal is still there and needs to be fixed, and you still have to get the needle. And it's likely that you're going to feel the needle even more when you finally do open your mouth because your nervous system is highly stimulated. So the last way that we can address negative feelings is to allow them. And in our dentist analogy, it looks something like this. We know the needle is coming. We take a deep breath we close our eyes. We understand that it will be uncomfortable and maybe painful. We open our mouth and allow the dentist to give us the medication that we need. It sucks. It doesn't feel good. But in a lot of cases, 
if we open, allow, and relax, it ends up not feeling as bad as we thought it would. The worst part is usually thinking about the idea of getting a needle. The anticipation of it is usually worse than the sensation itself. And I found this to be true of negative emotion as well. So how do we do this in the context of feeling as opposed to a needle? It's not that difficult, though possibly unpleasant, to visualize a medical professional to give us an injection, but it's a little bit less tangible when it comes to our emotions. How do we allow our negative feelings to be in our body without acting, resisting, or avoiding them? To give you an idea of how to get started on this, what I want to say is that the best way to practice allowing negative feelings is just to be curious about them, and that comes from asking questions. When a negative feeling comes into your body, let's use anxiety, for example. Ask yourself questions about what's going on. Where do you feel the sensation in your body? Does it move? Is there a color or texture to the sensation? Is it hot or cold? Is it tight or loose? If you could name the feeling, what would it be? When we ask ourselves questions about the sensations we are experiencing, we're able to get out of our minds and what we think about experiencing the feeling and into what we are actually sensing in our bodies. For me, I almost always feel anxiety in my chest. It's stuck and contracted, it doesn't move, and it feels very hot. Shame, on the other hand, also feels very hot, but I feel it on my cheeks and on the back of my neck. Shame moves into my stomach as well. And irritation, I feel that in my gut, and it feels hot too, but it's more red and heavy and static. And these descriptions can change each time I experience the same feelings. When we're able to ask ourselves questions about what we are actually feeling, we can begin to process them. And if we are able to sit with these sensations, they often resolve on their own and often aren't as bad as we intellectually think they are. If this episode has you curious about your very human feelings and how to allow them, then you'll want to go ahead and sign up for Unraveling Infertility Burnout class at michellecathler.com forward slash burnout. Again, it's on July 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern. And yes, there will be a replay. And if you're listening to this in the future, how weird is that? (laughs) You can head to michellecathler.com forward slash toolkit to access the replay in the vault for free. Head over to michellecathler.com forward slash burnout to sign up to attend live or grab the link in the show notes. That's it for me this week. Thanks for putting up with my scratchy chainsmoker voice. I'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, you've got this, my dear.